Thank you for joining a very special episode of Joey Hates Everything. This is episode 42, and I want to start off by thanking a very special guest for being here um, all the way from Kenosha, Wisconsin. We have Kyle M. Rittenhouse. Kyle, how are you today? I think that was the most hack joke I could have had about it, and I wanted to get it out of the way because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, um, and I don't care if you didn't. It would be very funny to me to have Kyle, to be, if I was the first person to have Kyle Rittenhouse on a podcast afterwards, like you just found out we were boys or something, and I'm just like, no, that's, that's Kyle R. We met in third grade. And then we and we did a whole podcast episode where we didn't address what happened. That would be. That's what I want for this podcast. What's up, guys? Um, episode forty-two. I apologize for the the uh, three-week late episode. It has been a shitstorm of a past month here, as far as a lot of things go, and we'll get into that. But um, I figured I should do one tonight while I had some free time and uh, bang it out. So here we are. I. I'm desperately praying that you can't hear how dry my mouth is, because if you can, it's going to ruin this entire episode, so sorry if it's doing that. Um, Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's been a, uh, let's call it dark week for news, Um, uh, really a dark month for news across the entire board uh, during the almost month-long absence we've had here, and I think the... uh, you know, the Kyle Rittenhouse one is, we haven't talked about it on the show, I don't think, too much before, but at the end of the day, it, it just sort of really, to me, comes down to his mom. I mean, I was a fucking pillhead uh, alcoholic moron when I was 17. Uh, my mother would would never drive me to a, uh, even if I wasn't, let's, let's look at the time before that. Let's look at the time where, like, when I was 14 and... I was getting like decent grades playing sports and stuff like that. My mother would never, my mother or father would never drive me to a riot or protest. Uh, <laughs> like that's the part about this that we should be concerned about. That guy's mom should be charged with, uh, with, with basically like child neglect. I'm not a fucking lawyer. Okay. I don't know. But is it a lot of it? Is it her fault? Right. Because the guy, I mean, the guy's a, a fucking moron and a douche for just bringing a gun there, showing up, and then what did you think was going to happen, dude? You look like Shane Gillis with Down Syndrome. Like, people are there because something happened to a black guy. They're not going to want to see your face with an AR-15 and gloves on right now. Kyle. It was an insane thing to do, an idiotic thing to do. Uh, I was talking to Markel about it. I think the conclusion we came to was he just wanted to be one of those dudes that stood at the... Like those guys that stood at the Capitol with all the guns. Was it the Capitol? I think maybe it was the White House. It was some government building. A bunch of overweight white dudes with beards and sunglasses just stood in front of... uh, You know, they were pretending to protect it, which is just so ridiculous. But... That's pretty much what he wanted to do. And then you move into the part where it's like, yeah, he kind of, the guy did run up on him with a gun. What was he supposed to do? I mean, somebody's throwing objects at him. What was he supposed to do, right? In that situation that he technically and his mother put him in. Almost, it seems like they were hoping for this to happen. Um, but then the other argument back to that is like, the guy was, they were probably thought they were just trying to stop an active shooter situation. Um, which it very easily could have been. Like, all that chaos, all of a sudden you see a dude with an AR-15 running around, he's, he's on his ass, pops a dude. Like, you'd probably think Kyle was there to do some damage. But at the end of the day, they ruled that he was defending himself, which he was. Uh, I think the reason a lot of people are pissed is because he shouldn't have been there in the first place. That's... That's in no, in no way an original idea. I mean, I've listened to all the arguments on it, and I think that's what I agree with the most. Um, seen the video a lot. Oh my god, I really hope you can't hear my mouth right now. It's so dry. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get some water in there, and it's not, it's not working. I can hear it myself. If you can hear it, I'm gonna be so mad. Um, and you should be too. Here, hold on. Let me, let me pause for a sip.
it didn't help at all. And I think the, the noises I made were even grosser while I was swallowing it. So I just, I, I just, the whole thing is, is ridiculous. And one of my points was, it's amazing that this didn't happen in every single city multiple times throughout those, those protests, riots, whatever you want to call them. I mean, the fact that this was really an isolated incident in terms of how, you know, the specifics of what went down and things like that. I mean, it's insane to me that this didn't happen every single day uh, that that there were large protests and, uh, and and riots because there was both. There was definitely both. Like I saw, uh, I saw protests in in the town I was living in when I was living in Pennsylvania before. But then, at the same time, they were having to like block off freeway exits to get to the city because it was just that nuts. Like there was both. Can there be both? Honestly, can there be both sides to anything? There's with any topic really. I get it. I'm. I'm a, a an idiot, and I don't have a lot of world experience, being that I'm 23. But it seems to me like there's a side to both. There's there's multiple sides to every single thing, and that's the biggest problem we have right now. Is that you you have to pick one side. It's insane. Um, if you're on the right, you're defending Kyle Rittenhouse. If you're on the left, you think that he should be executed in in front of a uh, uh, in front of the cast of blackish <laughs> my point is like the two sides would be completely flipped they'd be completely flipped and for on both sides completely for the wrong reasons if Kyle Rittenhouse was black like if it if it was if it was uh if it was Marquez Rittenhouse like I don't think that we would be having the same discussions with the same argumentative sides that we are currently using. I think the whole thing would be flipped. I think the whole thing is uh, is bullshit. Um, thinking that the dude is a, is a white supremacist who went down there to do that on purpose is probably a little bit bullshit. At the same time, thinking he had any right to be there <laughs> is total... And utter bullshit as well. The guy's mom is who should be in trouble. I don't understand how she's not. Um, probably just some some something legal that even if explained to me, I would not understand. Uh, there's just there's been a lot. There's been a lot in the news. I think one of the most and it's all been dark. And and I think probably one of the most sad things in the past month has been the uh, Henry Rugg story. I don't believe I've talked about that on the podcast yet. That's just so incredibly sad to me. Um, it's almost like if you're a young person in sports, you don't even have to be the athlete. Like if you're a coach's son, uh, a star player's son, you're, you're brand new to the NFL and you just have – like you went from uh, before you started getting recognized in high school and – Let's just be honest. They help those guys out. If you're an insanely good high school football player or an co insanely good college football player, all of that shit about uh, needing to have a job and stuff like that, that doesn't apply to those people. You know, like the, there's the whole thing with the NCAA where they won't let players have jobs because they're technically using their image and likeness, which is horseshit. But let's stop pretending that any of the good ones are struggling with anything financially. At least in college. I don't know about high school. Um, but if you if you went from a situation where you were in high school and you're insanely good at football, you have no money, but you're still the guy. Like, you've been the guy if you're in the NFL. You've been the guy since you were in fourth grade. Uh like coaches were coming up to your games and watching and scouting you when you were uh, in middle school. And when you just all of a sudden have millions of dollars, I could totally see that. If I had millions of dollars right now, I mean, are we all agreeing that I'd probably die? Are we all agreeing with that? I think we are. I think if I had millions of dollars at 23 years old, I'd probably be a little bit fucked. Um, 
if you don't know what I'm talking about, Henry Ruggs, uh, wide receiver for the Raiders. He was one of their uh, first, I think he was their first round draft pick. I don't know if I have that right. Maybe not. Not looking it up. He was a important player to them. He was kicking ass, uh, really making a name for himself as a rookie wide receiver. And then he decided to drive, I think it was 156 miles an hour, drunk as shit at four in the morning. And he crashed into a 23-year-old girl with her dog in the car. The crash caused the girl to burn to death. Trapped in the car with the dog. I mean, I just, you know, I have a DUI. I don't know if I've ever talked about it in detail on the podcast, like what happened that night. I was drunk. I hydroplaned, uh, spun out into a light pole. And this light pole happened to be at a, like a T. What do you call it? A fucking leaving a neighborhood and then it's a major road. You can go either way. And the only difference between me and Henry Ruggs really is that there was nobody at that T. I say it all the time and I admit that it sounds so hypocritical because I have a DUI, but please just fucking don't drive drunk, man. I can't, I can't even, I could go on, we could create a whole other podcast of just me pointing out reasons why you should not operate any type of machinery under the use of, under the influence of any type of alcohol or, I don't know, the whole weed thing is is a whole debate, but. My mouth is so dry, sorry. Uh, you know, it could it could have happened to me, and I can't I can't really imagine going on living after that. Uh, I mean, the the absolute horror and disgust you would feel with yourself would be nothing compa- is nothing to compare to what those parents feel, right? Uh, or their grandparents, or just people that love them very much. And it's just so fucked how quickly it can happen. It's the guy days before was catching NFL touchdown passes and thought like, dude, we might go to the Super Bowl this year. Our draft picks are working out great. I'm one of them. We have a good offense, good defense. Boom, life's over. Ugh. Like I'm saying, if you, it's almost like being around sports at a young age where there's money involved just fucking destroys you. Like you look at all these NFL coaches' sons and and the fuck ups they have. It's pretty bad. Uh, Some of them, like I think it was Andy Reid's son died of a drug overdose, I believe, or did he kill himself? Again, not looking it up and risking ruining this recording here because I have a cheap laptop that can't do two things at once. Uh, I'm pretty sure he he either killed himself on purpose or with drugs, and then, uh, you know, eight years later, his son kills someone while driving, and there's a lot, I think, that has been probably covered up about that. It was the night before, a few days before the Super Bowl, a few nights before the Super Bowl. And the only thing you hear about it is like, just the last time I heard about it, I was sitting at the bar watching ESPN and all that comes across the bottom of the screen where they give you updates on different leagues and different uh, different teams in those leagues was Chiefs to help pay for victim of Bristol Reed. Is it Britain? Reed crash. That's that. I think that's the guy's last name. Anyway, it was Andy Reed's son, fucking just destroyed a car a few nights before the Super Bowl, and uh, ESPN's like, yeah, but they're helping out. The main takeaway from all that is the point that I constantly hear on Dirty Sports, and which is a great point. It's not my original point. How the fuck is there not? Six. How is there not a staff for every single player? These are billion-dollar organizations. And they're just fucking... They're like, yeah, go have fun, man. Go have fun. That's not how it works. That's not how it should work. Uh, 
Imagine all the things we don't know that Aaron Hernandez did. If he hadn't killed somebody, I don't think we would know any of it. Like, if he hadn't killed the second person, I don't think we would know any of it. Uh, Because Bill Belichick was constantly keeping those guys in line, like those squads that won Super Bowls and won tons of games. He was keeping them in line. You're letting Henry Ruggs go party at the club and then drive home? What the fuck? How is there not a guy following him around the entire time going, hey, I'm going to tattle on you to Coach Gruden. I think he got let go before that happened, but just a guy like, yo, if you don't let us give you a ride home right now, we're going to contact the coach and owners. Uh, And they're going to note about this, that you're drunk driving and doing that crazy shit. You could say, ah, dude, they're all 25-year-old millionaires, but hey, they're working for billionaire organizations with billionaire owners. Uh, They have enough money to throw at anything they want. You could hire a team of people. Be like, look, dude, you don't play for this team unless you go out with uh, with our guys. And they make sure that you're not going to sniff coke and then drive a car 500 150 miles an hour the judge in this case said that's the highest in a crash that's the highest speed he's ever seen someone go and it's it's really it's on the raiders a lot it's on all these teams you have unlimited resources and you you let these things happen by not having a team of people there that's like I'm going to make sure this guy gets home uh, without any injuries and without killing anybody or getting caught doing anything illegal. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The Vikings won yesterday. That was fucking awesome. Uh, let's fucking go. So happy we beat the Packers. They're back to 500. We're in the mix here. Uh, I try not to do too much NFL stuff on this show, but I just, one more thing I wanted to talk about is the NFL taunting penalties. If you don't watch the NFL, if you even if you think football is the most ridiculous, boring, stupid sport in the entire world, which I disagree with you, but I can understand that point, just go look up, just type into YouTube, NFL... Type in NFL taunting penalties 2021 and look for a compilation of different videos. It's fucking unbelievable. I mean, I can't even I can't even deal with it at this point. We're watching plays where a receiver will catch a 15-yard pass, dive over a defender and get the first down, and then he just points towards the end zone. The classic first down shit. And a referee will say, uh, you pointed at a guy that was standing in front of you, 15 yards, the whole play goes backwards. We're watching that being followed by plays where guys are straight up, like smacking other players, hitting them on the shoulder, getting in their face, running up to opposing crowds, doing all of this shit, and nothing's happening. How could you, just with, just, I just don't understand it how you could implement this into one of the most popular uh, games in history, right? My point is they, they always figure out a way to make it more watchable. They're always figuring out ways to get more viewers. This is pissing fucking everyone off. How on earth could you believe that they did this to benefit the game? We're talking, these are happening uh, in game-changing, game-changing moments. Where all of a sudden, because a grown man who plays a game where they smash their heads into each other at the rate of car at the speed rate of two cars head-on colliding, that we didn't like that he he said yeah yeah in somebody's face and we threw a 15-yard flag. How the fuck are we as NFL fans supposed to believe that is that is not meant to rig games? That that penalty that that new thing was not implemented to all of a sudden be like. Yo, Vegas got this game completely wrong. Uh, they're going to lose a lot of money unless we give these guys a chance here. Because I don't know one fucking person that, ha- that, would, that would be dumb enough to say that it's something that's improved the NFL. You would have to be a fucking moron. These guys are 
as they're called by lots of people, modern-day gladiators, okay? They are running as hard as they can uh, into other dudes, smashing their heads, smashing them to the point where they're fucked up, almost always permanently to some degree. And you're saying, well, I don't think that it's right that you were mean to Tyrell. So you know what? You get to do it again. Like what kind of what kind of fucking white algebra teacher bullshit is this? You know what I mean? It's it's we're talking about grown men being paid millions of dollars to play a game where they are destroying their bodies, risking things like leg amputation, paralyzation, CTE while they're playing the fucking game. Uh, concussions, which I guess you could relate to CTE, all this different shit, and you want to tell them that they they can't say anything to each other. You're going up against beasts of men, okay? If you dive over one of them into the end zone, it's going to be a little bit difficult as a 23-year-old millionaire to contain yourself, I think. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm a fucking moron. Uh, it seems like I'm not wrong here. Um, I'm always mentioning Dirty Sports because it's one of my favorite podcasts, and they make a lot of great points on that show. But uh, one of the one of the one of the really great things that I I thought they talked about was actually a call from somebody who made a point that said, "Guys, they are literally shoving beer commercials down your throat the entire game. Uh, every time they go to break." There's there's three beer ads, or for seltzer or whatever the fuck, where they just you, you know my favorite one is the, is the Crown Apple. It's maybe it's just Crown in general their brand where the dude is sitting at the bar and, and somebody's sitting across from him. I don't even know who that is, but he's like intimidating him and he's like, what the fuck is happening? And he takes a sip of water and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, good, take a sip of water. Take a sip of water. And it's like, they come out at the end and they go, moderate your drinking on game day. Take some, drink some water. (sighs) You people do not give a fuck. You don't give a fuck, okay? (laughs) Otherwise, you wouldn't be marketing expensive whiskey to to rich children. Uh, What is it? What even is it? Is it rum or something like that? It tastes like candy. And it comes in a cool little pouch. It's small enough to hide in a backpack. You guys are marketing that to rich children. Uh, you don't give a fuck. It's the same thing with the NFL. Every other commercial is just about is just about alcohol or McDonald's or Burger King. All shit that's just fucking terrible for you. They don't care. They don't care. Um, the NFL is all about money. So there's certain things I can understand, like adding the 17th game. Nobody wanted that, but it's going to make them more money, right? What is adding subjective taunting penalties to the game doing for you money-wise unless you're using it to affect the outcome of games? I mean, it's just... It's unprovable, right? Uh, the NFL is the easiest game to rig, and it's it's upsetting when stuff like this happens because it hits you in the face. Like, you just want to pretend it doesn't happen and you want to ignore it, but there's so much money on the line that you watch things like... Uh, who was it? Who was in that game? I know the Saints got fucked over. I think it was Saints-Rams 2018... Uh, where the Saints defensive back just straight up got shoved at the end of the play and there was no flag. You got to look at stuff like that and go, okay, maybe this is slightly fake. (laughs) You guys uh, wouldn't let Colin Kaepernick play in the league when he was in his prime because we were all about the military and white dads and white sons watching together 
But the second Twitter decides, hey, Derek Chauvin is a bad guy. He is a bad guy. All of a sudden, the NFL's like, wait a minute, we love black people. Like, wait a minute. Wait, dude, we don't support race. No, dude, we don't give. Come on. Come on. They'll do whatever it takes to get money, and I hate that it's my favorite sport. Um, moving on to, to this is just the dark sports news episode. I don't have a ton of information about it. I only read one article, and I uh, just got an update from some things I heard today. But Peng Peng Shui Peng Shui, am I saying that right? The tennis player from China who uh, has clearly been kidnapped for some time with a gun to her head and told that, hey, if you don't tell everybody everything's all good, we're going to kill you and your family. Uh, She was a tennis player that alleged, that said, that claimed that a Chinese official had uh, basically forced her to have sex, um, which I believe, I believe they probably do that every single day. Uh, because they're the most powerful, corrupt government in the world. And that's coming from an American. <laughs> My Netflix special is coming. But she she claimed that, right? She She said that this happened, and the next day she goes missing and releases a statement that says this is Peng Shua. Peng Shua. I don't know I don't know if I'm saying it wrong. I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any way. This is Peng Shua. I am okay. I did not the the accusations that I pr- formally put out formally had put out are not true. And she didn't say it like a stuttering crackhead, but you get the idea. Uh, the Chinese government basically forced her into saying that and then going and taking uh, interviews with the Chinese media saying, I just, I don't know. I, it was such a, uh, it was just, everyone was confused. That's all. I'm fine. It's not like they put a gun in my mouth and told me that if I didn't retract my statement, everyone I know would die. That's what they do, man. That's what they fucking do to people. You can look up a thousand instances. All you have to do is say something bad about the Chinese government and they will strap you to a chair and point guns in your face. Until you figure out a way to make it right. Um, There's not good things going on over there. And I don't even know. I I don't even, I don't have anything really to say on it because it's just obvious what happened. Uh, The World Tennis Federation, is that what it's called? They threatened to pull out of China for their upcoming tournaments and be like, no, fuck you. Uh, the UN is saying they still want to talk to her in person. It's just like, I, there's nothing you can do. We got to go get involved. (laughs) I'm the next Dick Cheney. I'm the next, I am the next Dick Cheney. I'm going to go get this country involved in a war with China and we're going to team up with everybody else. And we're just, we're going to get them, we're going to get them, we're, it's going to be America too. We're going to go in there and we're going to try to do what we did in Afghanistan. Except this time we're actually going to try because I'll be in charge. Uh, I have everything figured out. It's just really horrible and, and terrifying that it's something that can happen in the world. Uh, you can get to a point, your country can get to a point where did you say anything bad and it's you're risking your life. Uh, you're getting kidnapped. On, a, on on some degree, I'm sure that that happens in the United States when you when your words have any any power at all. I mean, shit. My my cousin tried to put out the podcast as a pro, as a promo, and he got Epsteined by China. You know what I mean? It's a joke, kidding. R.I.P. Um. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just terrifying. The fact that we have pretty much moved on is scary. Anything, anything that happens now, uh, we're just sort of 24-hour news cycle. This is one where it's just unbelievable that it went so quick. 
I'm pretty sure that nobody gives a shit. It doesn't seem like a whole lot of people are concerned with what's going on over there. Um, or maybe they are. Maybe, maybe I'm an idiot. It just seems like something that doesn't come up enough the way they, they treat their people and how horrible it is. What a great podcast. What a what a funny podcast. We're not even out of all the shitty news yet. There's just I had there was so much the last thing I want to talk about here and then we'll we'll move on from sad news uh was this Wisconsin parade where a man drove a car into a crowd of people at a Christmas parade. Killed five people, injured 48 of them. Um, Some of them are okay. Some of them are in critical condition. Uh, The police are saying it was intentional and he came from an incident involved with a knife. So, again, I'm sorry to bring up sad shit. It just bothers me knowing that we live in a world with all of this horrible stuff. Like, you really, as many problems as we have in this country, you really got to be thankful that I mean, holy fuck. On the average, you really just, you walk around and this type of stuff doesn't really happen. Um, Your family is not disappearing for making uh, bad remarks about the Chinese government or the American government. And it's fucked up how easily something like that can happen. Uh, Same, you know, just like with with the Henry Ruggs thing. I just... The pain of like, it's one thing your your family member gets in a car accident and dies. Imagine one of the one of the people at that whole parade was your sister, and some psychopath just decided to drive a car into them. Like I would make it my life's mission to find that person. I think we I think we talked about it on an episode. Like I would try to get them out of jail so that I could just devote my life to uh, picking them apart piece by piece, literally. I can't imagine the pain of something preventable happening like that. Ugh, man. I was gonna I was gonna make a joke about about the coup, you know, the constant running joke on this podcast about the the coup. That's going to commit an attack on Lambeau Field, but I just can't even bring myself to do it. I wanted to be like, he was supposed to go to Green Bay, but it's just so horrible that I can't can't even bring myself to do it. Uh, Really, uh, prayers up or whatever you want to say for for those families. That's really fucked up. Um, Anyway, thanks thanks for, uh, for joining us here for Happy Funny Time. Thanksgiving is coming up. I'm very excited about that. I love Thanksgiving. I do. I truly do. Um, It's a very depressing time of year for some folks, which I can understand. It is not that way for me, so I'm just going to enjoy it. I try to drunkenly text my friends that might not be with their families on Thanksgiving. Um, But I like to go all out and enjoy the festivities I am totally the annoying drunk uncle at this point, and my uh, nephews, as I call as I call them, RJ's uh, two sons, they won't even be there. They're in Pennsylvania. I'm just gonna be the drunk uncle at at Thanksgiving again this year. I have been for the past five, I would say. I uh, I like to just get hammered on the couch. I do the thing where I'm I'm sort of like yelling, but I'm talking. And uh, people really, in, my, my Catholic uh, family really enjoys that. My Catholic family who doesn't like swearing, and then my Mormon uh, aunt and uncle, and then my other aunt and uncle who have two children, uh, they love when I, when I do that. Um, so that's really my role. I don't know what yours is. Maybe you help with cooking and stuff, but it can be enjoyable. And one thing, you know, not to be too cheesy, but I am more thankful for my family than, than anything. Than anything, and we we get into stupid arguments. I guarantee you, there will be an argument at some point during the day. Uh, it could be for something stupid. Maybe I'll say something ridiculous. Uh, maybe I'll I'll drop an entire plate in, of food into the pool or something like that. Um, 
I'll bring up the vaccine, uh, something like that, where I will get yelled at, right? Like last year, dude, last year I was in Arizona, but I was living in Pennsylvania. I was in Arizona visiting for Thanksgiving, and I remember it was the day before I was leaving. So I was trying to get all my shit together uh, so I didn't have to do it in the morning. I had a hella early flight, and I wanted to get drunk that day. And I went up to my dad and I, while he was getting stuff ready, I was like, Dad, could I just uh, go in your car real quick? I think I left my AirPods in there. Can I just go grab them real quick? And the normal response from a person would be, yeah, yeah, let me just, uh, let me unlock it. Give me, give me a couple minutes here. Go wait out there. I'll meet you out there. I don't know what it is. The stress of Thanksgiving, the stress of the holidays, uh, having me there for five days in a row. We don't do well with that. The dude just blew up. He's like, what? Why? Why are they in there? Why do you forget these things? Why is it so hard for you to remember? And I'm going, nobody's fucking, nobody's dad does this, man. Hey, Vince, what is wrong right now? What did you do? What Did you just, did you like accidentally Henry Ruggs somebody on the way here? Like why, what's going on really that you're blowing up at me like this, right? And I'm guilty of it too, dude. I I remember last year my dog tried to eat a spiky piece of wood, so I smacked him in the mouth. Like it's when you're around your family, you get irritable, right? You do, you just get mad sometimes. Um, I'm very thankful for the fact that it's just that, you know. Like I, I know many people that they can't be around their family. They don't meet up for Thanksgiving. They don't talk. Uh, they just they hate each other. And it's not at all that way with us. We get into arguments where we're like, I'm about to, we're about to fucking, I'm about to fucking lose my cool, man. I don't know why you're doing this. That's the funniest part about our arguments every single time is how opposite of the spectrum both parties are. Like we could be staring at a wall that I see as, this is just an example of how passionate it gets and how much we cannot understand each other when we disagree. I'm looking at a wall that's red. They're looking at a wall and they see blue. And I'm going, how the fuck? I don't fucking understand how you could possibly see blue here. And they're like, you know what? You know what? Your problem is that you're always seeing red. That's your problem. And it's just a... It's just always shit like that, you know? I mean, other other people's families are like, yeah, last Christmas you hit my son. Like, you know what I mean? We don't have anything like that, which I, I love, um, that we can all get along and at least just have a good time. We don't have to make fake conversations. It's not awkward. We just get a little worked up with each other sometimes. Uh, I'm so thankful to be in Arizona because they're here. And then also, let's, let's go see what the temperature is in Minnesota right now. I'm recording this late as fuck. It's 2.22 in the morning here in Arizona, which means it is 3.23 in the motherland. And I just want to see what the temperature is. I enjoy doing this. 25 degrees, Okay. In Phoenix, it is 65 degrees. I don't know what to tell you if you're still there and you're not happy. Because there's... I I don't know what to tell you. I have a couple of friends. I'm not going to call them out or anything like that. I can think of a couple people who are not... I don't think are enjoying it there anymore. And they are under the impression that you have to have a $100,000 paying career that is transferring you to the state of Arizona and you must have a 401k and full benefits or you're going to end up homeless. Guys, that's not the case. If you're not happy where you're at, you need to go. I don't know any other way to put it. If you aren't enjoying a place because you're a single 23-year-old who has to live in a state, in in a city called Burnsville, paying way too much for your uh, apartment complex where it always smells like cigarettes in the hallway, there's shootings in the neighborhood over, uh, next over, and every single time you go to your car for six months of the year, you actively want to die. Hey, if you're not happy in that situation, 
It's because you're normal. It's because you're you, the only reason people live in Minnesota is because they can't get out, or they're a farmer, or they love they just fucking love the outdoors more than anything, or they're a parent. Like if you're not a if you're not a parent, you should get the fuck out of there, man. <laughs> you need to understand that you're a grown up. If you have a few thousand bucks, you can go get an you can go get an apartment. You can go get a room somewhere. Uh, do it. You are wasting your fucking time living in a place like that. And if you like it, that's fine. That's great. That's there's a ton of people I know that enjoy this. You know, some of them live in Minneapolis. Uh, they like it there. Um, some of them they just fucking love fishing and hunting. I get that. If you if that's why you want to stay, then stay. But if it's a money thing, dude, I am awful with money and. I figured it out and I got here. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. If you, if you're, I can't imagine being there right now, and going like, I can't. I, I got to get up at six a.m. when it's gonna be ten degrees, and I got to walk through a snow-filled parking lot with a layer of ice underneath it. So if I take the wrong step at six fifteen a.m., I'm now crunching my shoulder onto pavement in front of my co-workers get out uh, you know I'm not saying Arizona is the best state it's better than a fucking lot of them and uh, most of the most of the state that states that it's better than are sitting there in the Midwest with you guys if you're hearing this and you're in a spot I don't care if it's Minnesota South Dakota we get listeners in in Germany, believe it or not. We get uh, 1% of the listeners are in Germany, which is insane. Um, wh- how did you find this podcast? Please contact me. doesn't matter where you are. If you don't like it, pick up and go. You don't want to have to hit rock bottom where you're crying in the snow because you have – because your testicles are – literally freezing and you can't light a bowl uh, because of the wind and you're, you're in a field because you can't smoke at your parents house because you're a 21 year old coke addict that lives at home in Minnesota you that's very specific now I don't know anyone that that's happened to you know that's not anything like my life my life has been all success pretty much uh, since since high school so you know it's just something that could happen Moving on, moving on. Um, oh, one thing I had this written down on my point about Thanksgiving. I just want to say this one more thing on Thanksgiving. It's weird to me being around a family that is always laughing at each other's jokes, being nice to each other, smiling, and they're just always happy because that's not how a family really works. That makes me think that there's something odd going on. Am I the only one that feels that way? Because my fam, my family is great. We we get along for the most part, but we're real people who, when you're in a family, you don't get to choose those guys and you make mistakes. I've certainly made a lot of mistakes and my family sticks with me and it's caused a lot of argument, but we're family, so we stick together. These families that they're always just like, laughing and and going to do stuff together and they regularly drink together and they watch movies with sex in them together you ever meet one of those families i don't like that i don't like that if you're next to your brother and sister and your mom and dad at the same time and there's sex in a movie and you don't feel uncomfortable i want you on a watch list there's something wrong with that to me. Uh, we weren't a very... We, there wasn't a whole lot of sex talk going on in the house. They didn't like uh, lewd jokes or... Or you wouldn't really talk about, like, the, you know... Just sex in general in my house growing up. And that's how it should be. Why the fuck are you talking about uh, bedroom issues with your mother? You guys should be talking about you guys should be talking about like sushi or something you should be she should be like 
so I, you know, I saw this, this job and I want you to look into it like normal mom stuff. You know what I mean? So how is, is everything going okay with the neighbors upstairs? Not, are you having trouble getting erect, Johnny? That could be an issue. You know, a lot of times it's a problem of blood flow. Like I would rather blow the right side of my brain out of my left ear than to ever have a conversation like that with my parents. And if you do that, you're a sick freak. And we don't need you. You're not allowed to go to Thanksgiving. Brian. I don't... That, what is that joke, by the way? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm recovering... I'm recovering. I'm going to use my uh, my absence from the podcast lately. The excuse is going to be that I'm recovering from vapes. Uh, I'm lo- I'm getting a new job right now. Hey, I'm in between employments. You know, what can I say? I'm working hard. I just need some money. Uh, in between some jobs, some jobs right now. Got some, got some good interviews coming up this week. Uh, at the job I was at before I left, that solar job, they totally fucked me over, by the way. That's what I was going to bring up at the beginning of the podcast, and I just forgot about it. They didn't pay me for my last two weeks of work. Uh, fucking Jesus Christ. And the guy said to me, he goes, you know, if just one of your appointments that you said uh, would have closed this month, then we would have been fine here. But, uh, you know, we can't give you the check because not, nothing's happened. I was like, you guys missed three of them. You just forgot about three of them. It just goes back to... It's so funny because that was the day before Markel and I did that podcast where we opened it by being like, dude, these people don't give a fuck about you. It's insane. I never thought they weren't going to pay me. Nobody knew that. Of course, I went out of my way afterwards to tell the, to tell the other people that I work with, like, dude, look out. They're not going to... You're going to get a month into this. You're not going to hit the number they want. And they're just going to go, sorry. Starve. Starve then, pussy. That's basically what the guy said to me. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, so I've just been hanging out doing nothing uh, the past week. But what I was going to say is I've been recovering from vaping. A A couple co-workers there just nonstop used to hit the disposable vape pens and I don't know how they're still alive. That's the concerning thing. I can't tell how they're breathing, walking, uh, don't have cancerous cells in and around their mouth. I'm burping so much right now. I'm sorry. It's all the vape. It's coming back up now. It's insane how awful it makes you feel. Especially when it's, I'm in the process now, because I'll go on these vape binges. Ding, 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 gayest thing I've ever said. Ding, 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 ding. There it is, folks. Congratulations. At 4814, you heard it right here on the podcast. Vaping binges. That's a rough one. Wish I hadn't said it. Uh,. But I do. I I can't help myself because when you're driving around with a dude and you're smoking him up, I, you know, I'd give him weed and gas money. And so he would always just have a pod and he'd hand it to me and be like, hey, you want to hit this? Of course I want to hit this. I just had some lady named Ashley slam a door in my face after going, do you see it? Can you read? Can you see the sign? I'm stressed out, Chris. Let me hit the goddamn vape. In fact, please don't ask me so that I have to feel bad about being like, yeah, let me get that. Hand it to me subconsciously. Which eventually he learned and um, took five years off of my life with. Uh, Good kid. Good kid. Good guy, Chris. Um, Speaking of my good friends, uh, Trevor. I don't think we're going to do a podcast with him, but it never ended up happening. Opposite schedules is going to be having a going away party. I'm excited for that. Excited for that. I uh, I imagine there's going to be a lot of family there as he is moving out of state, not just away from the job he's at. So I'll probably be a part of what ruins that, right? Um, 
that's the best when your family like you have you're only going to see your family one more time uh for probably the next year and you just get blackout in front of them that's what i'm imagining we're going to do uh if not that's fine i'll i'll slip uh some molly or some some acid into uh the cake really get the party jumping a little bit I do want to do that. Uh, if you if you couldn't get in trouble for that and there was a way less likely scenario of somebody, you know, driving a car into a wall or stabbing some dude because he thinks he has a snake coming out of his left ear, like, that would be fun. And that's not what happens to you on psychedelics. It's what happens to people that... I feel like, imagine if you had no concept of what tripping was, and you were just at like a birthday party. All of a sudden, you're on shrooms. You'd probably start seeing some more insane shit. What a fucking bad episode this has been. What a depressing, dumb episode this has been. I don't know why. Uh, I hate doing this podcast. I think that's part of the reason I haven't done it the past couple of weeks is... Uh, I just feel like an idiot when it doesn't when I don't come out with a good episode. And this to me has been kind of a a sad everywhere unenthusiastic 2 in the morning put it out there to put it out there type episode. But maybe maybe you don't feel that way. Hopefully not. Send me send me a compliment is what I'm saying. Like don't don't acknowledge this part. Be like, ah, I listened to the first half. It was fucking hilarious. And then just we'll just never follow up on that conversation, and I can believe that I did well. I'm going to start for the motherfucking wait. Uh, but we got it done. Here's another. This is an episode for you to, to listen to while you freeze. Most of our listeners are in Minnesota. So that's the message of the day. I hope you hear this, and I hope you go... Yeah, I am good enough to go somewhere else and be successful somewhere else and not live in quarantine. It's basically quarantine. That's what that's what it was sort of like the whole time during COVID. And it was a whole year and a half or whatever and some places more restricted than others. In Minnesota, every single year of your existence being there, there's a couple months where you're on lockdown. Decent, uh, maybe maybe January and February probably are just you can't go outside. Um, you st- it's it's like all of the shitty parts with none of the good parts of the pandemic. Like you're not getting free money. You're not getting time off of work. Uh, you don't just get to start drinking at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. You still have to do all of your regular shit. But you can't go outside. Oh. Get out of there, folks. I love you. Thanks for listening. Have a good fucking day, man.